Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we'll explore two outages of big-time cloud applications with sponsor Thousand Eyes, a Cisco company. These outages share a common thread in that the network was up and the applications were reachable, but problems on the back end meant that applications weren't available. So our guest, Mike Hicks, who is Principal Solutions Analyst at Thousand Eyes, is going to share insights about what happened and suggest takeaways that you could apply to your own organization to minimize downtime. Uh, so Mike, welcome to the podcast. And before we dive into the outage stories, can you give us a quick reminder of what Thousand Eyes does, how it gets visibility into internet performance? Quickest way to think about Thousand Eyes is with the Google Maps of the internet. So by looking at the what's going on around from there, we can get a sense of where the outages are, what's being impacted, and how everything sort of mets together. We do this through a series of vantage points that sort of distributed around the globe, and therefore we can actually start to see how everything is, is operating and, uh, and impacting each other. Okay, so lots of vantage points from around the world to measure internet performance. You bring it all together uh, and look at it and provide essentially graphs and information to customers. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. And it's all real time. So essentially what we're actually looking at, like I say, is what's happening now. So I can actually look and I can say, is there an issue? Is a butterfly flapping its wing in one part of the world causing a tsunami in the other? <laughs> all right. So we're here to talk about <laughs> outages at uh, Microsoft and Google. And a lot of time when we hear about, uh, you know, big outages, it's often the network issue or maybe uh, a power outage or something. But these two examples are a little different. So let's dive in. And the first one was a problem that hit Microsoft Teams uh, mm -hmm. summer of 2022. What happened? Yeah, like that. It's always a network. It's always a network. network. Um, we come down from there. Always come down from there. And the, the reason for that really is that uh, you know because that's the first thing we think about. We go to connect. We can't get through there. We hit the keyboard harder. It's therefore that's a network. That's a problem. <laughs> My better wear strings broken between the two there. But 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 this one was 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 kind of interesting. It came around like I said. It was a global uh, impact around from there. And basically what was happening was you could actually get to the front door. So you could actually make the connectivity, you could actually sort of reach the service or the services for there, but it's in that back end connection where we had to get through from there. So from a thousand eyes perspective, we could actually sort of start to see the error conditions come back. We could see sort of service unavailable. So HTTP 500 errors coming back from that system, which told us that the network itself was up. So again, we can't blame the network in this case, mm -hmm. but the impact of the user was still the same, right? So we still weren't able to get Get to it. What the interesting thing was as well was that that this was um, uh, so global outage. So that also is indicative that it's not necessarily the network. Um, yeah, as much as everything's linked together, there's common aggregating points around there from a network point of view in terms of the ISPs and the peering, and we've got from there. Realistically, when we start to see something is globally impacting, you can almost make the assumption that it is within the application itself. It's within the application infrastructure itself mm -hmm. that, that went around from there. And it was then validated, like I say, we saw the errors coming back. The, the, the really interesting thing, or interesting thing to me, I mean, all outages are interesting <laughs> in some way, but, but the interesting thing I found about this one was, was the restoration period that happened from there. So you know, Microsoft came out, they sort of uh, understood what the, the, the issue was. They said, yes, we're having a problem. We realize this is what's going on. We can see what's, what's happening here. But when they actually started to come back, they actually took notice of what was happening. So this was a fairly long period of time. It's like a three-hour outage where they actually go through from there. Mm -hmm. It primarily impacted sort of me down here in the, the bottom of the world, um, in the APAC region from there. And that was really because it was our time of day. So it was um, sort of right in the business hours uh, where we were sort of up and operating. So although it was this global impact, it was just, it was just like I so say, really started to impact uh, this, this region down here. 
this was recognized by Microsoft. And as they started to bring the stuff back up, you can actually see, and you can, you can see this through, um, so it's sort of a thousand eyes data. There was a really nice stepped recovery. And this recovery was where they were basically uh, shifting load around. So they actually started to sort of move, make changes and do uh, a workaround effectively in their backend systems. But it was almost like a follow the sun. So everything started to come back up and, uh, and you know, we, we sort of saw it was like it was like watching when you see those time graphs for the daylight is coming across there on the, uh -huh. the big maps in there. Yeah, yeah. We can actually see this progressing. And so, so from the Thousand Eyes platform, you can actually sort of switch and do like move five minutes, move five minutes. And you could see the sunlight rising across the country, followed by these green um, uh, lights where service was coming back online. So Microsoft realized, OK, this outage is happening and it's affecting customers who are up and working in the Asia Pacific region. So let's bring that back before we worry about you know, EMEA and then Europe and then the US. They could prioritize customers who were immediately affected. Yeah, that's what it appeared to be, looking at that pattern coming back to there, which which I thought was really thoughtful and uh, and and showed they understood the impact of the problem. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what did the problem turn out to be since it wasn't the network? Yes. So the problem in this case was actually the official cause was like mentioned to be a, a bad deployment or a bad uh, update from there. And what it impacted was an internal storage connection. So it was that connection between, say, the front and the back end. So, mm -hmm. so again, and I think we mentioned this, or you mentioned this in the introduction there, there's this commonality in terms of it's not just the application, but it's also effectively some central aggregating point within there. So in this case, it was actually the connection to an internal storage device where we're actually going to sort of pull information back from there. So as I said, we could actually connect to the front service. When I went to this internal storage device, I couldn't actually get the connection. And it would have just been some sort of, uh, again, this is an assumption, it would have been some sort of push uh, of, a, of a configuration change or, or a deployment of a new service mm -hmm. that sort of had this impact to actually break that back-end connection. So I could get to the front door, I just couldn't go beyond there. So that's why the service was unavailable. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the Google outage. What, what happened there? And I think this was also in yeah. the summer of 2022. Yes, it was, yeah. The, the summer of uh, the summer, <laughs> the of, summer of outages. The summer of, <laughs> exactly. We went across there. Um, and actually sort of interesting, you know, like we, I think you mentioned up front, sort of power outages in there. It was particularly hot in the summer as well. For you in the Northern Hemisphere, it was... Uh, Actually, it was a fairly mild winter down here, but uh, but but basically, what happened in this case was uh, the, the the situation where one function of the of, of Google actually went down. It was a Google search uh, functionality, and this was underpinning so many different services that the that Google were offering there. So things like the map, mm. the, the mail staff, the Google Meets around from there. It was all connected because of this central point. So if we think about the architecture and application, you know, the traditional way, I'm very old, we go back, we had client server network, from there the application was centralized. We've now got this situation where the application is distributed, but also relies and interacts with multiple different services, just from an economy of scale to actually do this. Mm -hmm. It's easier to actually sort of move this stuff around and have it from there. But if one of those central points goes down or a fundamental building block for all of those that they rely on, which in this case was the Google search, then we get this failure, this connectivity issue, whereas we can get to the service, but we can't do anything. And it starts to cause these problems. So, so again, in this situation, Google recognized what the, uh, the, 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 the outage was or what the cause of the outage was, and they put out sort of messages around from there. From a thousand nice perspective, we actually sort of saw this outage coming from there. 
and we could actually see the connectivity again to that front door. We might be able to get to it. We got to it. But then effectively, when you tried to, to do anything in terms of a search, it just spun. Basically, you got sort of no information. You couldn't get back. We couldn't get out around from there. Implications for this, really, I could say, was because we were thinking, or if it was a user, you're thinking, okay, I don't use Google search. I go somewhere else. I actually do something else. But it was actually connecting to and it was relying on it. So for the maps to actually work, we had to go, it goes for an internal process where it does the, the, the search functionality. Mm -hmm. So what this meant was then if I'm actually trying to get from point A to B, I rarely leave my house, but if I <laughs> need to go down from somewhere, I couldn't actually you know, do it. I had to go to an alternate map system to actually uh, do this because I couldn't find where the address was I wanted to go. It wouldn't actually appear on the system. Right. It tells you how interdependent Google is on that search function if search not being available also affects maps and you know mail search and stuff, which you know maybe, okay, Google search is gone. Maybe I can't figure out where I want to go for coffee, but you know maps that could have <laughs> implications for transport, logistics, delivery services, that kind of thing, it could have a significant business impact. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of puts everything back. And it, it doesn't, another thing, you know, we, we talk about the network outages and yeah, you know, we don't blame the network, but also what we we, we started to, to to see here is this, this common aggregating point. And this was a sort of a pattern we started to see emerging through the, the, the summer there was this, this increase in the sense of application outages and these, this, um, this, this commonality, these aggregating points, this reliance, as you say, on one particular function within there. And again, this is this is, is by design, but you can actually understand what happens there. If a network goes out, given the way we're designed and stuff around from there, there's a redundant path. You know, you, you might get a degradation in service where we get a latency uh, mm -hmm. issue from there. But unless someone sort of, you know, comes with a backhoe and digs up the fibre and actually severs your last mile connection around from there, you're going to have some form of connectivity. If we lose one of these central parts to an application or the application architecture that it relies on, and it might be something as subtle as um, you know, an API call to a, a payment system from there, and therefore then all of a sudden you can't transact. You can't process transactions, yeah. Uh -huh. Absolutely, absolutely. It's therefore, with now, now losing money becomes an impact uh, from there. So it's, it's sort of critical to be able to see everything. So, yep, I can see up to the front door, but I also want to see how does that work? What's my service delivery chain look like that goes right through that process? So what are the takeaways for the rest of us who, one, aren't operating at a Google or Microsoft scale, and two, it's not like I can send a, you know, a ticket to Microsoft because Teams is down. That's, I'm not going to get anywhere with that. What, what, what can I learn from what's happening in these you know, giant systems? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, so the first thing is, you know, sort of we, we talk about this concept of the application having these aggregating points basically around from there. You, know, you can try sending a ticket to Microsoft to see how that gets you. <laughs> but, you know, also the, the, the point that we sort of want sort to of make in here is that not every system is stable. Outages will occur. These problems will occur. It's critical to be able to understand what they are. Yeah, if, if we, we're talking about, so, again, I'm sort of based down in Australia, from a power utility uh, system down there. If my power goes out, I want to know, I like well, I get fixed, obviously. But if, if I go to the, the actual status page and it tells me that everything's good, then I'll just become sort of confused and angry around from there. So what I really want mm -hmm. to be able to do is tell me why. Tell me who is the responsible party. Tell me, if you can, give an estimate how long it's going to be. But really what I want to know is there is a problem. I'm not alone. I'm not making this up. I'm not dreaming. You know, my dog hasn't bitten through my, my cable coming through from there. It is it is uh, a, a systemic problem around from there that, that's being solved. So that's that's the you know sort of the, the thing. It's the information. If I want to understand what's going on around from there, 
But the other thing is that you know, not everybody's going to be able to build redundancy. We're not all Googles. We're not around from there. So what can I take out from that? So if I understand what my service delivery chain looks like, I understand what my dependencies are, I can now start to, to sort of um, uh, work around, basically, or have redundancy and processes in place. You know, we talk an awful lot about technology, but a big part of using that information is to actually sort of enable the process and the people to, to sort of do this. And one of these outcomes can really be is I know where it is, if I lose this, this particular application, I don't want my business to stop. I can actually, you know, in the case of the, the, the Google Maps, like you talked about logistics services, we can in, uh, we understand where it is, we can see their problem is, we, there's nothing we can remediate or we can, we can fix. What our workaround is, is we're going to shift to, just for today, we're going to go to a different map. Make mm -hmm. sure you use Apple Maps or whatever it is for, for, for that situation mm -hmm. there. And the same can apply, you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm talking about sort of messaging systems, switch from there, let's go to, um, you know, we, we're going to use a, a, an alternate system just for today or just until this problem is resolved. That way my business carries on. Just having a plan. So if, you know, we usually do video conferences on Teams, but if Teams happens to be out, we can fall back to, I don't know, maybe somebody's got Slack and we can do a video over Slack or we'll, we're bringing Zoom for the day, that kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? Exactly right. We can start to shift where we are. So it's yeah, you know, we understand there's a problem. How are we going to work around it? You know, back to our Google Maps for for the internet uh, perspective. There, you know, once we're there, we know where the, the blockage is on the road. We can work around it. There's a speed camera down here. I want to avoid it. Got those types of things. Okay. And last question. You know, just for for my own perspective. You know, as a, a network operator or someone who's delivering a service to an organization, do, do I get anything? From knowing, yeah, okay, uh, the, the network is fine. I could, Thousand Eyes is showing me the network is fine, but I still can't do my work. What, what's what's the business benefit for me from a Thousand Eyes perspective of having Thousand Eyes to tell me, yeah, it's reachable, but there's a problem on the back end? Yes, obviously you have that escalation process we can go through. It allows me from a help desk perspective or there to be able to do, again, you know, back to my power utility, if I can actually contact you and we say, yep, no problem. We understand there's a problem. We're with you. Here it is. Here's your, your, your work around to actually go from there. But understanding where it is. If I go to a status page and nothing's there, mm -hmm. I want to know in real time what's happening. I'll, but more importantly, how is it impacting me? You know, if there's a major outage on, on a particular system, and this goes a little bit, I guess, into sort of those, those back-end systems um, where, the, where, where, where something is, is impacting, I didn't even know we were using it. But mm -hmm. <laughs> if I can understand where it is, I can therefore make a decision, okay, going future, um, what do I do around there? And sort of taking that into the planning stage, how can I actually use that information? I'm getting this in real time. I understand that this particular path we take is problematic. This, you know, even when we're going across the internet, this, where we go, where the peering relationships are, we have this, this uh, concern or problem from there. It uh, you know, has frequent outages around from there, which actually starts to impact our business or this service we're calling with an API, this third-party service from there, is, is problematic. It's connected through a particular ISP or, or whatever it happens to be to actually get from there. In my planning stage going forward, I can actually start to, to take steps to make sure that we eradicate that, or we move away from that, or we optimize where we're going to be. And this then starts to move into this whole process as well. This information just isn't for break-fix. I can now start to get in this process where I'm actually getting this continuous improvement process around from there. This is how it's made up. My connection's made up. Like you said, this is how we're using. These are services we're using. These are connections there. Is there a point in there where we can actually make an improvement? Can I optimize? Can we take a different route? Can I go to a, like a, a fast internet service? Does that make a difference to my end user experience I'm getting around from there? 
Okay, so what I'm hearing is it's not just about mean time to innocence. It's also about, you know, sort of planning, capacity analysis based on the information I can get from Thousand Eyes, like, oh, this link, yes, it's up sometimes, but performance is bad. And I can see other links where maybe I'm getting a better performance and want to switch over that or understand I've got to, you know, buy a bigger uh, connection because I'm obviously going to need more bandwidth, that kind of thing you're saying. I can do planning and prediction. 100%, 100%. Yeah, you can start to see where, where, you, know, where, where you want to go. But like I said, you know, a real for me is, is then how can I optimize that performance? How can <laughs> I make it better in the future? Because once I start to do that, I'm moving away from this concept, like I say, of break fixed. I'm to getting into a real proactive state. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Uh, so we're at the end of our time. If folks want to find out more, if they want to read uh, the Internet Pulse blog that you're writing on these outages, where should they go? They can find us at the the Internet Pulse blog. It could be found at uh, thousandeyes.com uh, forward slash blog. Okay, nice and easy, thousandeyes.com slash blog. Well, thanks, Mike, for joining us, and thanks to Thousand Eyes for being a sponsor. Uh, if you want more technical content created for networking IT pros, head on over to packetpushers.net to see our library of free technical podcasts and our community blog. We've also got hours of instructional and technical content on YouTube. You can always follow us on Twitter at Packet Pushers. Find us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.